Father, we thank you for the songs that have been sung, for the prayers that have been prayed, for the opportunity to worship you in giving. And now as we look into your word, we ask that you will just reveal yourself to us and that your word will just manifest in our lives, that we will live a life that will reflect your glory. And Father, we thank you and honor you for it. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. If you had opportunity, we've been announcing that this is a brand new series on social media because this year um, we are going to be dealing a lot with uh, the house, the home, um, interaction of the family unit is our goal for this entire year talk about different aspects of that and as we were getting this year together the first thing that came up was let's talk about conflict and there's a lot of situations where there is levels of conflict whether it's at your home which is what we're going to be talking about today whether it's at your church where you are probably sitting today or at your job there's our levels of conflict, and some of us have gone years living under that conflict, but that's not God's best for us. So we're going to endeavor to talk about how to confront conflict and to resolve conflict so that we can live our best lives in Christ Jesus. That is our goal. And with the Lord's help, I believe that we're going to achieve that goal and have some better people walking around without the weight of conflict upon their lives. Quick little side note is that, you know, when you, when, you know, there are some folks that have to, the, the saying is walk on eggshells, which means walk delicately, even at any of these three locations, at home, at the church, or at their workplace because somebody's feeling somebody you know is always this con but if we understand how to resolve the conflict or how to allow Christ to come into the situation to assist us I think it'll change our entire environment which is our goal our goal is to change the mindset of families so that they do not become uh, they will not major on the minor situations and sometimes um, we, can, we can hold grudges about something that happened when we were three years old and, and now we're 60-something and we still holding a grudge because your little sister took your cookie when you were three years old and you're still upset because she stole your cookie. That, that kind of stuff needs to be resolved so that we can walk in the power of unity, which is what we'll talk about next week. All right, so... As you can tell, I'm, a, I'm like on my soapbox already about this because it's something that really needs to be dealt with. And I'm not saying that, that Lady Yolanda and I have already come to the other side of this, but we've come up and God has used uh, situations to teach us how to work through some of this. Not saying that we're totally through the finish line of this, but it's a process that causes you to um, minimize the conflict so it stops causing division in your household. Mm -hmm. 
All right. That's, I ain't got none of that on my notes. That's, that's, just all up, that's just all off the dome, as they say. But the whole thing that I want us to talk about today is that the, that the word and peace of Jesus gives us a place to root ourselves in the midst of conflict. It provides an attitude to example, which is love. Our effort is to engage conflict from the rooted place of love, humility, and worship. Now, I know somebody's rolling their eyes talking about how you're going to be worshiping in the middle of conflict, but hold on. We're going to, okay, I'm, I'm not going to drive too fast today, but we're going to go along and we're going to hit there. And so this is actually only going to be a three-episode series. But the first one I thought was the most important, which is the home. So episode number one, the title is, the subtitle is, Home Peace. Home peace. Because we want you to have peace in your home. We, oh, see, I'm, boy, hold on. Let me get through my definitions. I'm like really excited about getting through this. Our definitions for today are this. The first one is confronting. Confronting is setting or standing face to face or in opposition or in presence of conflict conflict is a striking or dashing against each other as of two moving bodies in opposition a violent collision of substances a fighting compact contention strife contest home home is a dwelling house the house or place in which one resides. And peace, in a general sense, is a state of quiet or tranquility, freedom from disturbance or agitation. I'm going to read that piece one more time. Peace, in a general sense, is a state of quiet or tranquility, freedom from disturbance or agitation. Let's look at our scripture for today. Our scripture is going to be coming from Colossians, the third chapter, starting at the 12th verse. And we're going to go down to the 17th. This is the English Standard Version. And here's what it says. Verse 12. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. 15 says, And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. 16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Most important, verse 17. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask that it will fall upon the good soul of our heart in Jesus' name. Let's get into this 
And I'm, my goal is to only take 10 to 15 minutes on the introduction alone. Y'all catch that in a minute. All right. But no, I'm just saying, home, there, there are so many uh, uh, references to the word home. The famous lyric, lyricist Luther Vandross said that a house is not a home if you're not there. And so you can have a building that you live in, which is called a house, but a home is another level of what a house is, a place of dwelling. Well, because it's the place of dwelling, the place of coming to, it, 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 we've heard it said that a man's home is his, his castle. It is his place of refuge. It is a place of, of, of protection, of security. It is this place where we go when everything else is bothering, pestering us, agitating us. We go home because we have safety, peace, and security. Because home is where the heart is, is another expression. Our heart is there. It's where we can expose ourselves and be ourselves and not have to worry about having a, 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 a facade or to put up something so that folks don't hurt us or cause us to feel any level of pain. Home is where we want to be. Whenever you're stressed, when you're at college, when you're away, when you're deployed, the one thing that always goes through your mind is, I wish I was home. We've even called it, when, when our children leave us for a while, we call it homesickness, meaning that they, they, they had this such desire that it is now affecting them emotionally and mentally about them being home. So home should be this place of refuge, this place of, of where everything is all right. But what we're discovering is home is now the centralized place of conflict for everybody. That it's conflict going on in the home and this agitation, this pain that we're going through in the home does not give us what we need in our home. Again, we said our home it should be our place of refuge, our place of security, our place of peace, our place of where we can be ourselves and we can just be who we are. But now we have gotten to the point where home is far from that. And it, now, now, when I'm talking about this, I'm not, I'm not just talking about you and your spouse or you and your roommate. I'm not talking about this. This, this can also extend to your extended family or those that you call your family. You know, the ones that you know that are your ace boom coons. You know, sometimes you get into conflicts with them and you can feel distress. And so the, the people that we are closest with, we would want to have the most security in, but it seems like we have the most conflict with. This is, this is what it, 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 it has come to the point where I know you, you know me, why are we going through this? And we have to get to the point whereby we recognize that 
conflict is coming in to cause division in the home. The reason that I wanted to start off this with talking about the home is because we have to understand that the human, I mean, the, the family element is the basic structure for any nation. Yes. The family is the basic. The family was created before the church was created. So the family has significance not only in our nation but also in our church and how it functions. But if there's confusion and separation and disagreement in the home, then guess what? It's going to affect the church. It's going to affect the nation. And now this is why we have the issues that we have. So we have to be wise in how we deal with this. Well, Paul, he, 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 you know, he had to talk to the Gentiles. He had to explain to them because the Gentiles didn't have the same upbringing as the Jewish folks. So he had to break it down to them and let them have a good understanding of how we need to deal with conflict. We can't let conflict just be the elephant in the room. We have to kick conflict out and put it out in the jungle where the elephant's supposed to be. Okay. We have to do what is necessary to eliminate, not eliminate, but minimize, because we're always going to have conflict, but how we resolve the conflict is the key. Because some folks like chocolate ice cream, and some folks like vanilla. Some folks like uh, uh, Pepsi, and some folks like Coke. And there's always going to be a little conflict, but we have to have this ability to, to resolve it so that it does not cause problems and separation in the household. Mm. So what Paul is saying is, he's saying, don't worry about the other person. Like the little girl sitting in the back seat in her car seat, she said, worry about yourself. That is what Paul's saying, don't, don't get all tied up in what they're saying and doing. You put on love. You put on kindness. You put, if you put it on, then you'll start exuding it, and it will change the atmosphere. This is what we have to do. Sometimes you can be right in what you say, but be wrong in your actions and your attitude. You can be right in what you say, but be wrong in your actions and your attitude. Because we have to do everything in love. If someone caught you in the same position that you caught them, would you want them to treat you the way that you're treating them? I can't remember that one. I'm sorry. Uh, we have to lock in the fact that we have to example Jesus at all times. Now, I understand. I know. I know. I've been living for a few minutes. I know sometimes you just want to put Jesus on the shelf and just be your old you and put the one-two on him. But that's not what you've been called to. That's not what you have been... Uh, designated to that reveals how much you I mean how lacking
can you have been and dying daily when you want to put Jesus on the shelf and want to allow you to handle the business? I'm not talking about you unless I'm talking to you. All right? So what we are looking at in, in, in this set of scriptures is the fact that the home, which is the, the place that we said it should be the place of security, refuge, peace, all that should be going on in the home, but we've allowed the enemy to sublimely sneak in and take the place that should be the place of security and cause it to become the place of greater conflict because it is the place of security. You can, you see, that's why we, you know, we realize that what happens behind closed doors, we don't always know. And the enemy knows that if he can get behind your closed doors, your secured area, and cause you to have dissension, separation, and uh, inadequacies, dysfunction behind the closed doors, then he can make you think that once you come out from behind the closed doors that you have to put up this facade to make everybody think that everything's all right. And then when you make everybody think everything's all right, you get back behind the closed doors and think you okay because everybody say you all right. But let me tell you, if you don't deal with conflict, conflict deals with you. That's the first three sentences of my notes. Okay. So what we want to really jump into the fact is the first thing that Paul tells us is what? He says, put on. Put on. That means that we have to acquire and we have to apply. Now, some of y'all, when y'all go into a, a, a black tie dinner, you know, you, if, you're, if you're a lady, you go and get that nice formal dress. And you usually, most ladies, I'm just being stereotypical, want to get a new dress to go because they're saying it's a new event, so I need a new dress. I'm not saying that. Ladies, don't, don't, don't email me. I'm just saying that that's what a lot, a lot of ladies like to do. And they got to get the perfect shoes because they have a look that they want to have when they go on. The man will go, if he doesn't already have a tuxedo, he'll, he'll go and go to the place, get fitted, make sure that everything's fitting just right so he can look good and buff when he goes in there. And when he got his lady on his arm, he wants to look a certain way. So they put on this certain attire for that. When you just want to sit around the house and not do nothing, you might throw on some shoes, I mean your, your, your shower shoes, your sandals, some shorts, and your holy t-shirt, guys. And you know what I'm saying? The t-shirt that you've had since you was in college. You know what I'm saying? You, you know you have these various looks that you have for various situations. So Paul is saying in the same manner that you put on these various clothings, you need to put on these various attributes and operate and work in those attributes. Amen. Amen. So in, in order to confront conflict, I'm not saying that we finna fight. Now, some of y'all may have thought when y'all heard me talking that I was going to be talking about, and I was going to say ways that you might have thought I was going to say some new techniques to knock your partner out or something like that. No, we're not. No, no, no. We're going to do this Jesus' way. Jesus' way is to have love as the preeminent, as the foundation of how we deal with conflict. 
And what does that love entail? That love means that I'm going to talk to this person the way I want to be talked to. I'm going to deal with this person in the way that I want to be dealt with. Now, let me throw this in there because sometimes I have talked to folks. And folks say, I tried it and it didn't work. Well, hold on. What you mean it didn't work? Well, they still act in the same way. It's not how they act. It's how you do. It, we're not worried about them. We're worried about you. If you act out of love and they react out of hate, that does not mean it didn't work. That just means it takes the process a little bit longer to work. We want to walk in there and say, well, the pastor told me to say it like this. I said it like this. Now you're supposed to act like this. No, bro. That ain't how this thing works. All that conflict y'all done brought up, y'all got to work through this. But we have to establish a method by which we're going to resolve what is going on. Do you realize that it's very important that we mentally, spiritually see ourselves just like when, we, when we're in Ephesians and everybody jumping up all, all excited about putting on the whole armor of God so that we can uh, battle the wiles of the devil. You know what I'm saying? We, we get all excited about that, but now we're not, the battle that we're having is a battle with me. And we need to put on love. We need to put on tenderness. We need to put on mercy. We need to put on kindness. We need to put on meekness. We need to put on humility. We need to put on these things. We need to apply these things to our lives and walk in them. So we got to put them on. Now, I'm going to say this, and I want y'all to grab hold of this also. I ain't read nowhere where Paul said to take it off. <laughs> Once he told you to put it on, I ain't read nowhere where Paul said take it off. So you have to realize, I heard you smart Alec. We have to realize that this is something that becomes a part of who we are. When we put on love, when we put on patience, when we put on meekness, when we put on humility, when we're putting these on, they actually regard us, make us reveal to others that we are God's people. Yes, yes. That we the God people. That we are the royal priesthood. There has to be something about us that differentiates us from everyone else. So what I'm telling you is, although you need to have opposition to be in conflict, that does not mean that your opposition has to act like you in the middle of the conflict. Because when you operate at another level, you can cause the person to change. One of the laws of thermodynamics I believe it's thermodynamics, is that for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. So hold on. If I operate in love, that means that opposite reaction may be they operate in kindness or they may operate in anger. They may, it may change the way that they react to my action. So this is one of the things that I tell gentlemen when I'm, when I'm dealing with them. I say, listen, I say, God says that you're the head of the house, right? Yes. That means you're responsible, right? Yes. So if there is anger in the house, then guess what? 
caused the anger? She did. No, see, see, no, no. If you the head, if you're responsible, then why is anger in your house? Why is it? Yeah, they'll try that too, baby. I don't know. Okay, well, we're going to be here about another 10 minutes because I need to break this down to you. But, but what we have to realize is that I can control what's happening in my circle. So if I want, if I come in there grumpy and angry, what action is going to, what reaction am I going to get? I'm going to get anger and grumpiness back at me. And then you get jump on the kids, you jumping on the spouse about why you all angry? Well, you came in the house with it. Why, you got it bouncing off the walls. Why you think it's not, not something different? But if I walk in with a different attitude, it will change the environment which I'm in. Boy, my notes is waving at me, telling me to get back on track. All right. So what Paul is wanting to happen, he's wanting us to live better as a family. He wants us to live better, to be an example to all the other families of how Jesus can change our lives, change our environment, and cause us to be in a better state of mind, of physicality, uh, of emotions, because we're operating in him. Now, one of the things that Paul told us to do is to, to walk in humility in the middle of conflict. Now, how am I going to be humble in conflict? It was con humility back in those days meant that you were weak and that you were uh, 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 incompetent. But what Paul is saying is he's bringing in some of the humility uh, uh, attributes from the Jewish mindset, which means to take knowing that I have the authority and I am sub su uh, submitting my authority to God and allowing God to work in this situation. I don't have to be first. I don't have to be right. I can let God fight this battle for me. So when we bring in humility, we have to be careful that it does not become that, 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 that humility is, that is actually a, 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 another version of pride. See, when you say, okay, we, okay, you're right. I'm not, see, that's not, that, that's not, that's not being hum, uh, humble. You're just trying to stop the conversation because you're tired of it. Humility means that you go ahead and talk through it and listen to, the, oh, Lord, I just said the cuss word. Listen to each other. There, okay, uh, uh, there, there's this thing I want y'all to do. I'm, I'm real really off my nose, but this is the other thing. I want y'all to do what I am going to be calling the 10-minute date. I'm calling it the 10-minute date. And on the 10-minute date, what I want y'all to do is this. Well, myself is saying, shut up, man. Your life is here. All right. The 10-minute date, this is what I want you to do. I want quiet woman. Uh, you got 10 minutes all right, that y'all set aside, and you're going to do a little date. You, you 
figure out who's going first. And for the first five minutes, the person that goes first, goes first. They just talk about whatever they want to talk about. And the other person just sits there and listens, does not respond what's oh man this gonna drive some folks crazy don't respond whatsoever just listen to your per other person for five minutes okay then it flips over to the other person 10 minute date now let me tell you what's gonna happen just talk This is what's going to happen. The first minute they're talking, in your mind, you're going to be thinking of how to go against whatever it is they're saying or how you're going to comment. After two minutes, you're going to forget about what you're trying to remember for the first minute. After three minutes, it's totally going to be out of your mind and you're going to really start listening to what they're saying. And then about the fourth and fifth minute, you're going to start hearing that they're saying the same thing you're saying, but they're just saying it in their, in their vernacular. I've, had, I've, I've, I've done it like four or five times and it seems to be working with the folks that are doing it. Give them five minutes. Put a timer up there. And if they don't want to talk for five minutes, you still give them that five-minute time because something else may come to their mind. And then you be quiet and you listen to them. Ten-minute date. I dare you to try it. I dare you. Dare you. No note-taking, nothing. Just listening. It will push your ability to communicate to another level. And that is one of the problems and one of the reasons that we're having conflict is because we are not effectively communicating to one another. I'm going to really dig into that next week, but that just came to my mind. And so the other part that I want to bring out that Paul's talking about is the fact that he's talking about that we have to bear with one another. That we have to contend with one another. That we have to assist one another. And what he means is, the example that I read in the commentary was like this. It said, have you ever helped somebody move? And you get yourself all dressed up. You get, you know, you put your tennis shoes on. You get your clothes that you don't mind getting dirty. You get all this stuff on. And you help them move all this stuff in the house. And, and you might even be nice enough to help them put some of their stuff up. And, you know, you're just helping this person to do what they're going to do. And then you get done. And they, they may take you to dinner or something like that. But the bottom line is, that's not your house. That's not your home. But you assisted them with what they needed to have happen. And then you're going back to your place. And so it is me taking on the weight or the responsibility for someone else to assist them with something that they need to have happen. And I don't have to do it. It's something that I choose to do. I choose to want to take on your burden and to assist you. You have, you have this issue that you're dealing with and, and you want my assistance and I may be the issue, but how can I help you bear what's going on? How can I assist you to work through this? How can I maybe make adjustments to how I speak or how I do so that this does not become 
a conflict, but it's just a burden that we need to work through together. And so we have to look at the way that we read the word, number one, and, but most of all, apply the word to ourselves. Listen, I already know. Y'all going to listen to this, and y'all going to think of everything that your spouse needs to do. You're going to have a list. You're going you're gonna to be like, you're going to send them the link to the, to the, to the, to the sermon, and you're going to tell them, you need to listen to this the rest of the week. You're going to tell them. But listen, this is not for them. This is for you. Because if you change how you act, you change how they react. And that's how we confront the conflict. We confront the conflict by doing it the way the Bible says, which is to put on love. And because we put on love, we treat them the way that we want to be treated. And because we treat them the way they want to be treated, their reaction becomes differently. And we bear them. We let them know that we're here for them, that we're working through this with them, and that our power is in our ability to operate together. There is an issue with men and women finding more things to do outside the home than being at home. And a lot of that comes from the fact that they don't want to deal with whatever the conflict is. They have gotten to the point where they say, well, that's just how it's going to be. I'm married to this person, and that's just how it is. I'm trying to tell you, that is not how it is. That's not necessarily have to be how it's going to be, because if you allow Christ to come into it by you putting on the attributes of Christ in your life, you can change how it is. Now, of course, everyone being a believer in the house, has some, you know, it can, it can work it out. But I know some believers that work, act worse than unbelievers in their home, unfortunately. But let me say this, that when you are going through this process and you feel that your blood pressure is rising up, that your anger is beginning to manifest, let me just say this. Verse number 15, Paul broke it down like this. He said, let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. Mm -hmm. Let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. Now, when we're talking about that word peace, we're talking about not just the, 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 the uh, lack of uh, of, of, of conflict, we're talking about, he's talking about this wholeness, this completeness that I am everything in Christ. And Christ has the ability to, I mean, he has the power to empower me to be all that he needs me to be. You don't have to be angry. You don't have to be mad. You can be, and now some things may be said that may be hurtful, but it does not mean that you have to lash back out with hurt. Look at Jesus on the cross. Lord, forgive them for they don't know what they do. 
Oh, you say to everybody else, you can't say to yourself? I ain't saying nothing. Because uh, it talks about how he could call a legion of angels from heaven to come and rescue him. But because he loved us so much, he desired not to do that. The last little point I, want, I, I think I'm going to bring up today is a lot of times our conflict is not just, uh, just an issue. Sometimes we've taken an issue and made it our pet. This is just how I was raised. This is just how I do. And it gets, so then it becomes what? It becomes personal. You're attacking me personally. No, I'm not attacking you personally. I'm just saying this is an issue that I want to help us to resolve. Well, I've always done it that way. Well, that doesn't mean that it has to continue like that. And we have to get to the point, the one word that kept going through my mind this week about this is that we have a lot of grown folks playing house. And what I mean is, no one wants to be mature and says, is this really something that we need to be having this conflict about? Oh, thank you. That's the word. Petty, being petty. Why? Do we do this? Why do we allow ourselves to go through this? Why do we put ourselves in these type of situations? When if we are both believers, then we should refer to the word to find out why or how we need to resolve this conflict. Now, those of you that are, are, are watching, listening um, to this, and you're not a believer... I'm going to tell you this. That's why you got the conflict. Because the, the God designed you. He knows very intricately how and what you need in order to be successful. Listen, you can go to all the health, all the mental, all, all them folks that's going to say buy my book and attend my seminars. And all you got to do is just go to church or listen to the church, and the church can tell you the things that you need to do. You can save you a whole lot of money. But no, you got to listen to them other folks. And they just take the Bible principles and throw their little spin on it and make you think. But listen, anything that is not established in God is not going to do or have the same effect as what God can and will do Amen. in your life. Amen. And so we want to uh, let you know that you don't have to have conflict in your home. You don't have to have it. It's not a necessary thing in a household. You don't have to have conflict. Conflict will come, but that don't mean it needs to stay at your house. Amen. You don't need to make a room for it. All you got to do is resolve it and use the technique of being humble, showing love, worshiping. Can you imagine if you was in the middle of an argument and you just started singing, 
a, a, a worship song in the middle of that. Can you imagine how that would just change the atmosphere? Just to, to and sometimes you only have to sing, just sing it to yourself to get yourself in the right mindset. And just know that because you have Christ in your life, that he will give you the ability to maneuver through that situation so that you can do all that God has for you to do. So confronting conflict in the home, because our goal is to have home peace. We need to change the person in the mirror. And if we change the person in the mirror, it would change everything around us. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I'm telling you, you're still going to have issues with conflict. And I am telling you that the ability for you to overcome those conflicts is by having a relationship with him. It's, the process is not a hard process. The Bible says it like this, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. So it is a confession that you acknowledge that within yourself you cannot achieve all that God has for you to achieve. And that you believe that God sent Jesus in order to provide an opportunity for you to be reconciled back to God. God made you. God knows everything about you and his whole desire is to fulfill your life with his goodness, his mercy, his loving kindness. And so this is what we want for you. And so I want you today to realize that this is not an individual sport. This is a team event. We are in this together. We are here to assist you. You accept Christ today. Let us know at info at godshousecc.com and we will definitely come alongside you and assist you in how to proceed on in this journey. Our goal is to assist you totally and fully. And we will do that to the glory of God and to assist you. Again, that's info at godshousecc.com. Email us. Let us know that you accepted Christ and we will do everything within our ability to assist you along this newfound journey for your life. All right? Well, friends and family, episode number one's in the book, Home Peace. Next week, we're going to talk about the church. That's going to be fun. I'm telling you, it's going to be fun. We're going to talk about the church next week. Uh, hopefully, you got something out of today. I know I did. And... We are changing how we do things during the week. We're going to be coming on during the week, letting you guys know uh, some different things. Uh, we're going to be very strong on Instagram. So if you're not already, if you have not already friend us, is it friend? Whatever, follow us on Instagram. Start following us so we can keep you informed of what we're doing at God's house because we are looking at a new year, a new brand new experience. We're just thanking God for an opportunity to be a blessing to you and to all those that have come hang out with us here in Simpsonville, South Carolina. Amen. And with that being said, until next week, God's blessings be upon you.
In Jesus' name.